0: This is the Drive-In Podcast. Take one. Bada-big, bada-boo. Welcome to the 86th episode of the Drive-In Podcast. On today's episode, we have a review of A24s, everything, everywhere, all at once. This is Doctoro on the horn. I'm joined by Ricky Flicks. Episode 80, 86 has officially arrived. Shout out Nikita Kucherov, Ricky Flicks. What do you think about the hockey reference for today's episode?
1: Yeah, I didn't know if we were going like tight ends. Eighty-six. I, I, I was uh, gonna it was gonna be interesting to see where you're gonna go with that. But one hockey. I like it. But yeah unbelievable monday episode with the checkup crazy trailer roundup with marcel if you haven't checked that out check that out it's (laughs) in your feed um some crazy bold predictions there and also some uh, will smith backlash from myself but today it's all about michelle yo movie star and maybe future oscar winner next year
0: 2023 i saw a tweet on twitter obviously ricky flex where it says uh it was one of the major movie podcasts a rival podcast of ours that i will not mention by name but they did a tweet saying it was like a bar graph saying talent it was like all the way up to the top of the tweet and then recognition it was at the bottom of the tweet and i feel like michelle yo is someone that absolutely belongs in that category i feel like she's not as mainstream. To most audiences yes we have our crouching tiger hidden dragon she's been obviously crazy rich asians and she's been in shang chi uh, so it's interesting that we have her show up in this movie and the tweet appears at that time i feel like she enters that stratosphere maybe more so than any other actor
1: well doctor it's funny that you mentioned mainstream and michelle yo because do you know what her next project is I do not. Oh, my God. Doctor, she's going to be in the Avatar movies.
0: No way. Oh, my yeah. God. Never so mind. She, I take it back. <laughs> if she's not me,
1: so that tweet is idiotic. <laughs> like She's going to be in the biggest blockbuster of all time. Well, no, minus no, no. Well, it was
0: asking. It was asking all like uh, followers oh, okay. to say, who do you think it is? And I think Michelle Yeoh fits in there until I saw that. So you're basically calling me an idiot, which <laughs> is <was just> fine. <laughs> I've heard it once or twice.
1: Okay. But yeah, I I guess people just don't know that if you don't know, then probably the most of America doesn't know that she's going to be an avatar. Like that's huge. So like, obviously this role was perfect for her. The mix of crouching, like the action with crouching hidden dragon. And then also the crazy rich Asian mother element here. This was perfect. Perfect segue or lead up to avatar later this year. Like people forget avatar two coming out later this year. Like
0: that, that is like a perfect hybrid. this performance when you think about crazy rich asians with with crocking tiger hidden dragon you know Uh, there's a lot of martial arts elements to this movie and also maternal instincts and uh, doing what's best for your child looking after your child and it it definitely sets in during this film uh so i mean everything everywhere all at once i'll get to the synopsis we'll get to who's starring other than michelle yo we'll get to the directors but ricky flux i wanted to ask what were your expectations going into this film
1: sky high they were sky high i was still a little nervous because i remember watching this trailer i don't know if we actually did a trailer roundup with this one nah. but, I see, but um I, remember, I forget what movie we were at um, it might have been actually shang chi um but i don't remember exactly saw the trailer for this movie thought it was like very weird very meta literally um but and but like so I, like it's a 24 michelle yo i was like all right like it's gonna be good but like i'm I don't know if I'll like it. I liked it a lot. This movie was awesome. This movie killed it. This movie is literally what every movie sh- should be. It's it literally is a perfect blend of movies. We just mentioned the references there to like Crazy Rich Asians and Crouching in and Dragon. This movie was a little bit of everything. Had your action, had your sentimental moments, emotions, um just great acting, great performances, great story, mind bending, psychological like mind twisting elements like had everything that you ever want to see in every single genre in movies in this one jam pack into this movie so my expectations were sky high and it hit them it hit them doctor
0: i had sky high expectations as well and i would say it did live up to them you see like the 97 percent on rotten tomatoes you hear the buzz on twitter you hear the exclusivity like you feel like you're in a special club if you were able to see this movie and uh I feel like this is the type of movie we need to be seeing in movie theaters. Uh so original, so refreshing, so creative and uh it lets these directors, the Dan uh Daniels is what they call themselves the two directors uh one group. So I'm excited to see what they do next. Uh it's it's I was so taken aback by what they did because you hear the term multiverse and you immediately think Doctor Strange you immediately think Spider-Man No Way Home or Loki or you think about the Flash but you never think about multiverse and also just like regular people and like if you made a certain decision how would it impact the rest of your life like what if that was a separate universe that you lived in it, when I was watching this movie I kept thinking about like those people who say like oh if I did not tear my tear my tear my knee in high school, you know, what would have happened? This movie would have told you what happened to you in high school, after high school. And that's in that predicament. So there's no way you're faking until you make it there. So, uh, I loved it, but let's get to the synopsis here and then we'll dive right in. The synopsis reads, when an interdimensional rupture unravels reality, an unlikely hero must channel her newfound powers to fight bizarre and bewildering dangers from the multiverse as the fates of the world hangs in the balance This film stars Michelle Yeoh, Stephanie Hsu, K-Huai Kwan, James Hong, and Jamie Lee Curtis. It's directed by Dan Kwan and Dan uh, Shiner, which are together. They're known as Daniels. Uh, Ricky Flex. before we get going here, does the name K-Huai Kwan ring a bell to you?
1: Yes. Can you enlighten
0: the audience who this person is?
1: So, uh. I'm guessing most people listening probably have seen The Goonies.
0: Wow, that's what you thought of?
1: Yeah, these data.
0: Wow, we thought of different movies, Ricky Flex. Interesting.
1: What? Candy and Joe's
0: Temple of Doom.
1: Oh, wow. That's a callback.
0: That's, that's what I, I immediately think of. And I, I kept wondering as I watched this movie, what is this person from? I know this person. Right. That's,
1: I was doing the same thing, but mine went to the Goonies.
0: The constant positive mentality. I was like, this is the guy from Temple of Doom. This is this is him. And it's just him in it's an adult form. I was like, taken aback. I'm not even an 80s kid. You're not an 80s kid, but... Like he's still, it's it's amazing to see these people decades later and you still find them so recognizable from roles yeah. they played as children. So and I, I think he murdered it in this movie too. I amazing. thought Michelle Yeoh was really good, but I thought he was also exceedingly good. And I, I really, all I heard about, talk about expectations for the film, Michelle Yeoh is all, all anyone could talk about. She's like, oh, this this woman uh, put the pretty much put the team on her back for this
1: picture. Oh, God, and then yeah.
0: uh, this other guy though, it's not too shabby man what 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 a comeback he's putting on right now
1: by the third act he was putting like when he's jumping into different characters and stuff like that no spoilers yet it's like very impressive what he did here so at the end of the day this is michelle yo's movie this is her like she this is her movie but this guy great performance I, like everybody really did like did their job like knew what Knew what the role was, excelled at it, everyone. And he was just like the second guy, the second, like right after Mishoyo, second most screen time, second most important character, uh, arguably. He did the best, he did very well. Joy, the girl, Stephanie Hugh from Marvelous Miss Maisie, she did great. Like when she turned into, like I won't spoil anything, but like, that was amazing. End of the day. Jimmy Lee Curtis was a, was really good. What a comeback for her. Uh, Halloween, now this. And uh, she did Knives Out. So, like, her comeback's on. Like, everyone. This whole cast was awesome.
0: It, like, this was really a spectacle. It honestly was. And in a, in a world of superheroes and franchises, this should be a movie that everyone goes to see. This should easily... It should... Cross a hundred million dollars at the box office. It really should, and I was really disappointed to see that it only raised six million dollars over the weekend. I literally predicted to you, Ricky Flex, I was off by twenty-five million. That I was going to hit at least thirty million this weekend. But then again, there's a little bit of exclusivity to this movie. It's not showing in every state in every theater. But it would be a benefit to all if it was available. And it it really made me beg the question, Ricky Flex. Do you think? This movie's possible if a major studio is producing it and is backing it. Let's say Universal or Sony wants to make this film with Daniels. Do you think they're able to make the film that we got to see in theaters?
1: I'll say yes,
0: because
1: do you know who produced the film? Yes, I do. The Russo brothers. Yep the minds the, the directors of Endgame Infinity War for people that didn't know this multiverse trend metaverse tr- era that we're living in is perfect so big big movie movie studios would do this project let alone having the the starters of multiverses kind of producing the movie with you the big name recognition of the Russo brothers like this movie's getting made at any any competent studio
0: right but well, what was going through my mind is that if, let's say this was made at Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers, what would they do if they got their hands on this and they saw the script? They're going to oh, plug Matrix. in. You're gonna Resurrections. See, well, I'm thinking like if you have all these different universes to play in, you're going to see Michelle Yeoh as a superhero interacting with Batman and Superman. You're going to see Michelle Yeoh potentially going to the Looney Tunes world. It's an animated figure. Yeah, interacting Space with Jam, Spoonie. this thing up. This was the ultimate source of I mean, just individual thought and creativity. And as I said before, like the word I would express to describe this film is refreshing. It doesn't feel like it's connected to anything that came before it, other than some homages that are made to it. If this was made by a bigger studio, you would tell it's made by a bigger studio. A24 to me was the perfect locale for this movie. I don't like. I really don't think it's close, and it's just obviously the the um, the freedom for these directors to kind of play around in the world that they create themselves, or this universe, I should say, that they create themselves. It's so awesome to see, and it feels like it's truly different from everything you've seen before. and that's so rare in the world of movies that we see. But Ricky Flux, I also wanted to mention. Do you know what um what uh, superhero project these these directors, the Dan uh, Daniels they were offered to do prior to this movie. Any idea?
1: Shang-Chi? I don't know. I'm just saying because people in this movie were in Shang-Chi.
0: Right, no, that makes sense. sense. No, it's um, Loki. They were offered to do Loki, which is kind of wild because it's obviously, it's kind of opening up the multiverse just like Spider-Man No Way Home did and Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness. So they kind of said no because they wanna see their own vision of the multiverse be played out on A24. And I think it really benefited them because I feel like obviously if you are trying to open, this is well awesome thinking, you're trying to open the multiverse, do your own type of ideas within like the constraints of Marvel or DC. There's so many people that sign on to directorial duties and they want to make their own type of movie. we see Moon Knight, people wanna make like an Indiana Jones type of adventure or a psychological thriller they want it to be seen by a mass audience. So they have to like reconfigure it and make sure it fits a Marvel mold. It fits a certain character, if you know what I'm saying. So if you want to make a martial arts film uh, and you want it to be somewhere, you want it to be widely seen in cinemas. Okay. Let's make Shang-Chi and I'll do what I wanted to do initially and move that on over. So So it feels feels like they can actually be themselves. They don't have to worry about the constraint of the characters that are limited to them by these different IPs, they can just do their thing for A24. And I think that was the film's like strength, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I think that the originality you can only get from like an A24. I completely agree. Like you definitely would have seen like because in this movie there are some great uh homages like we talked about to like Crouching, Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Matrix. But what we would have saw was like her, like Bachelio dressed up in the Matrix or like bring Neo in or something, right? We would have to see the, the Smiths or whatever. But no, we've got to continue with an actual good story, not relying on other IP, just this original content, which is fantastic. So let this, let these two directors and writers here, these two storytellers, just continue to cook. I can't wait to see what they're, what they're going to do next. Very interesting about the Loki com- Loki comment. No idea that was like them. That's crazy to me how they denied Marvel and went here instead. Ballsy move, respect it though. That's, Mad respect goes to them. That's the
0: ultimate show of confidence that if they turn down a Marvel project into their own intellectual ability and it really paid off with this movie, it's just a matter of releasing it to a wider audience so everyone can see what they've done. They're going to get major studios climbing down their neck, breathing down their neck, for their upcoming projects, but I would love to see them reunite with a 24 as I said in the previous podcast. Um, can you imagine if we had a sequel to the first ever a 24 film with everything everywhere all at once, and that's not their stick right they they're not they're not a big like let's make a second movie regarding the same characters within the same universe, but I feel like that is a possibility with this movie somehow, I feel like it could happen, it just, it's it's, just- <laughs> it just it just doesn't fit a 24 you know.
1: But like also at the end of the day too, just to kind of like spin this take and playing devil's advocate here, not just because it's a twenty-four and they focus on originality, they don't want to force sequels down people's throat. I think that's kind of what you were saying. Um, And they're not they're not like they're obviously for the money, but like they're not for the money at the expense of originality and budget slaves. But this movie is one of the most ambitious movies I've seen in a long time. Oh yeah, this movie jam packed with all sorts of things, not just this multiverse concept that they created. And it's completely different than any multiverse that we've seen in a, related to comic books or anything else in any other movie. Because this has its weird isms. Very weird that you will only think of to this movie going forward. Unless people copy it for going forward in other movies, like with their isms of how they get to the multiverse or get things from that multiverse and again we're not in the spoiler right now so i'm not going to spoil anything but it was just so unique the audience it was great for a movie theater too because the audience was like laughing or like being like in awe or like shock crazy uh, emotions ranging from this multiverse concept that you don't want to get out from a sequel where you won't get that
0: Right. And it's like that shock factor for the first time you're seeing it. It'd be hard to exactly. duplicate that type of experience for an audience, which I totally understand. I don't see a sequel happening to this movie. I just kind of threw it out there because a 24 has never done it before, you know, and it doesn't really match up with the independent studio. So uh, you talk about the quirkiness of it. I was kind of shocked based on seeing this movie The boldness of it and seeing that it still holds a 94% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. There are some weird, weird sections of this movie. I can I would anticipate some audience members would um, immediately dismiss and they would not be accepting of it. So whether it be characters with hot dog fingers or like people fighting in combat with pinkies and things of that nature, uh, just because of it seems silly to them, it seems unrealistic. But this movie it's all in on the theatrical experience and making sure that the audiences have the best time <laughs> taking it in. And uh, I loved it. I love the quirkiness of it. And we were talking about some other like movie goers that we know we could see like, Oh, this person would not accept this movie because they would just think like, this is too silly for them. So were you kind of surprised by like the acceptance of this movie and how it's automatically being hailed as the best movie of 2022 already?
1: I honestly, like, I see what you're saying. But I think just like after seeing it, it's like, no, because again, like what I said in the, my opening comments, this kind of hit on everything that you see in cinema, the action, the sentimental value, like the Coda, like what we talked about with Coda, the heartwarming story and connectivity, family, like it hits all the notes that you see in uh, across a wide majority of genre, and across all genres in cinema. And even if you might not like psychological thrillers, But you like comedies, this had that. You may hate comedies, but you love horror. This has some horror elements. So again, like at the end of the day, like I see what you're saying, the quirkiness, but I totally get why it's super high here. And also it was visually appealing. Like this was stunning to look at. And to go along with that, the editing, incredible. This, I would not, like, I know we talk about the Batman and a lot of behind the scene awards with that. The editing of this movie was spectacular. This, a lot of times, I felt like I was watching a fast-paced like Netflix animal documentary or like nature documentary. Oh, yeah. But fast-paced with action sequences. It was incredible what they did here. This is a cinematic achievement. Cinematic the blend, achievement.
0: They're just blending so many different types of styles. I know we're going to address that with the spoiler section here. But uh, before we get into like that type of stuff and spoilers, but I, I want to just touch upon the performances here. We, we touched upon it prior to talking about Michelle Yeoh and her prior filmography and her future filmography. But uh, we talked about her putting this movie on her back pretty much. Uh, Ricky Flex, what made her so good?
1: Again, I think it's because of the, like, she has the action experience. She has the mom, you know, figure experience. Like, being that, like, strict mom, but also, like, harsh. Like, harsh and, uh, yeah, like, you know, lesson mom. You know what I'm trying to say there? And also... Wise. She's just a great actress. Yeah, Wise. She's also just a great actress in general. So just the blend of all of that just made it perfect for this movie that had it. All of that, like all that, all these different genres. It was perfect. She was the perfect casting. She, like,
0: I think, talk about blending different elements. Like, she was perfect, as you're saying, as that, like, that typical Asian mother who expects a lot out of their child and their husband, but also she, as the movie goes along, you see her comedic timing and how good that is. And then you see her action ability, the way she's able to move and then also transfer, transform into these different versions of herself. And it just seems like a blast of a performance like from Michelle. Yeo. It just seems like she's having the time of her life doing this. And she's not like this young spry chicken. Like she's an older lady right now in her sixties doing these types of things. Um, And I think, i i i really think like she was given a lot of creative freedom because like this is a crazy universe that she's being able to explore in you know i would love to hear about some of like the freelance she was able to do from this movie and i would love to see like a deleted scenes from this because of the different like um different forms that she takes and the different universes she's coming from Different
1: costumes yeah 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 right
0: it's just like there's got to be so many golden type of moments. It's just like, it's like a, it's an actor in the sandbox just pulling out whatever they want I, to, you know?
1: I was thinking throughout the movie, cause it shows her like doing different jobs throughout these multiverses, right? Yep. Different. Uh, she's doing a wide variety of things and skills. I'm like, did she have to learn all these different skills? Like, or did the editing and like CGI like do that? Cause if it, if it's that, then it's God impressive. But like, like there's like, I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's a couple things I was like, damn, she had to learn that for this movie let alone all these different things how did she have time to like do any prep for the actual acting let alone just the skills that she has to do in the gig so i was just very impressed with everything she did in this movie
0: just an insane effort overall and uh, for the title character in this movie that like obviously it was a tall task but we did bring up a couple other we, we did bring up uh Huai kwan Uh, We talked about his prior film experiences, but seeing him in this movie, he brought the obvious um, moments of levity and he brought a lot of comedic um, relief in this movie, but he was just such a bright spot and just like every time he spoke I felt like I was smiling and I felt like that he was just the like our grandpa always says, when someone asks you how your day is, your response should always be, no matter what, absolutely fabulous. And that's kind of the theme of his character in this movie: just maintaining positivity at all times, no matter what situa- situation you're in, making the most out of your life, right? And ne- never letting anything keep you down because you're lucky to be where you are. And just seeing him like exemplify that to the max in this movie uh, was just so fun. And then also seeing him. Also, with like Michelle Yeoh transforming into these different versions of himself, where he's able to be this like shy person with glasses, and transforming into this dude who's absolutely taking people out with fanny packs. It was so exciting to see, you know. Or he's this guy who's like talking to movie stars. Like it just seems like you're also able to access performances you never thought you'd be able to do in one movie. So, what do you think about uh, Quan's performance here?
1: No, I think you hit like everything. I think the only other thing I was like, with the fanny pack, his opening scene, like, his, like, oh, I'm in this movie, too. I'm starring in this movie next to Michelle Yeo. Uh If you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. His first, like, wow moment. Doctor, I know you know what I mean, with the fanny pack. It was like, holy seen. crap, we're, we're in for a ride here. And we had, at that point, we didn't even see any Michelle Yo like, getting into action or anything. So, it was like, this movie was, like, run-of-the-mill, kind of annoying a little bit in the first, like, third of the movie, first fourth of the movie it was like kind of like all right let's get this thing going here a little aggravating a lot of different like moving pieces that we don't understand and by by the end of it you still don't really understand it that well which is kind of annoying but at the end of the day like hit with uh koi young kwan i definitely butchered that It was just unbelievable intro to go along with your comments
0: i agree i feel like that scene got the movie going uh that first third of the movie as you said it was i agree it was kind of you're feeling it out a little bit. Like you're not totally comfortable with it. You know, you're like, you're about to jump into these different multiverses, but how are they going to be able to do so? And they did it in the most quirky way possible. And uh, seeing it at that time, like seeing him do that, I was floored. I, I I was I, I thought that was the most exciting part of the movie. I was right next to you. I was laughing my butt off the entire time. I couldn't stop laughing. There was no jokes being told, but I couldn't stop laughing. I could tell people behind me were like, why is this person still laughing? There was truly some laugh out loud moments like throughout this movie. It didn't oh, yeah, stop The theater off. erupted
1: a few times. The theater Ooh. erupted a few times with laughter or like shock.
0: And a lot of it was due to like the style changing, like the universe changing, going to these different places that they, they knew the creativity was something else. And they, when something quirky happened, usually you had a positive reaction from the crowd. So uh, good for the Daniels, man. Good for Daniels. That, that, like, I'm really excited for what they do next. Uh, as we wrap up this spoiler free section, cause I do want to go into some specific scenes, Ricky flex. I do want to talk about where this film ranks. Actually, I'll hold this one. What do you think? What do you think of the fight sequences here? Let's talk about fight sequences.
1: They're incredible. They were incredible. Just the one we were just talking about, Michelle Yo, just non. I felt like she was fighting in every scene, but but she wasn't obviously. I'm just saying, like it was just that good. You want to see even more. Um, By the end, honestly, I wanted to see like in the final climax. I wanted to see like the biggest epic fight ever. I you didn't get that, but. I feel like you got enough throughout and they were just so creative. And again, I'll say it again, like honoring The Matrix, Crouching Hidden Dragon, like stuff like that, those type of movies. Like, it was just like, you got what you needed. You got what you signed up for and then some. So like, just because you didn't get that huge one at the end, that climax, it's like, yeah, but you did get the major one. I think overall unbelievable wish I got that like huge epic one at the end, like one on one or like what you think about in a lot of these like movies, but at the end of the day amazing.
0: I, I, I thought I agree with the third act like you, you were hoping to see this type of major battle one on one hero villain type of thing but at the same time, like I thought the third act packed such an emotional punch. I was laughing. I felt like tears coming on at some points. Like they were hitting you, they were punching you in every one of your senses. It was hitting you everywhere, and I was just like, "Damn, I see why people love this movie so much." I really am. I'm starting to feel it right now. But uh, in terms of the early fight sequences, they're awesome. You know, the kung fu sequences. There is some like, like when you talk about kung fu in 2022, there was some. I don't know if they were like, it looked like they were like Michelle Yeoh was making connection with a lot of like the kicks she was making or the punches she was throwing, but it was still just fun to watch. And Kung Fu, if you ever seen a Kung Fu movie, not everyone's making contact with every hit, right? We're not trying to kill anybody here. It was not Bruce Lee in 1973. Like right? we're trying to make sure that people actually live to see the end of the film. But- I just felt like at some point where it looked a little bit like, yeah, it's Michelle Yeoh. She's like six, mid-60s. Like she's not going to be able to pull all this off. But uh, there were some interesting elements I want to get to in the spoilers and how they fought. And I thought that went into like the, uh, it, I guess, I guess um, it, it just showed how creative like these directors are and the writers were with this project and also keeping the audience on their toes. Uh, I did want to end with this Ricky Flick's where does this movie rank on your all time list for A24?
1: That's a great question. Long pause because I honestly don't know. Like, sh- should we just bring up the list here? Like that's
0: maybe that's a draft next week. It's A twenty four films.
1: I'm down. Like That'd that. It's,
0: so I would say I guess Yeah, in, I'll
1: hold my thoughts then.
0: Maybe like a top. Do you think it's a top tier A twenty four film? By far. I think so too. I think I hear I hear Doc Alexei yelling in the background. Yes, yeah, I, 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 he's I, I,
1: yelling I, a big time. I think about the internet or something. I don't know.
0: Oh man, he's he's gonna barge into your barge into the room right now.
1: I hope not. Hope not. Hope not. Guest appearance on the Gosh,
0: podcast, I but I do
1: think again
0: this is top tier. When I think of top tier A twenty four films, I'm putting this up there. I'm probably putting the Lighthouse up there. I'm probably putting Good Time up there.
1: Your name in all of them. Okay, so we are talking about it.
0: (laughs) I I think that's like my top tier like A24 films. Am I missing any? Do you think that like deservedly should be on there?
1: I think you I think you nailed it. I, I do I'm these next few coming out, I'm interested to see. Like Marcel, is that gonna be just a huge banger or a huge bust? You know what I'm saying? Like that has potential there. Um, but A24. I think I kind of want to see, I think you just the moonlight,
0: I, you, moonlight, you, best picture winner.
1: That was God. They they are amazing. Huh? Hereditary. Just amazing.
0: Ex Machina. Yeah.
1: Ex Machina. And the guy who directed Ex Machina is directing man, uh, which we, like, we mentioned on Monday's episode. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Like this is, they're absurd right now. They're so hot right now. Hansel. So hot right, right now. They <laughs> they're, they're elite
0: dude. They're so insane. I, I, I They're like I,
1: Apple, Apple, like, Apple, they match what Apple TV Plus is doing right now. Apple TV Plus, buy A24, just do it already. It makes too much sense. The, the Even the logos and uh, color schemes line up. It They're just, just makes so much sense. Quality over quantity, strategies line up, just do it.
0: Whatever streaming service has exclusive rights to A24 films is going to make absolute bank. If you are on a Friday, Saturday night, you don't know what to watch, you look at A24 films.
1: Yeah, you know? and like the original, they focus on originality. Apple, they're focusing on originality as well, or like buying original films like Coda or adapted. That was adapted, but like that heartwarming, sentimental feel. You know what I mean? A twenty four. This just it makes so much sense because Apple doesn't isn't aligned with a studio like a Warner Brothers is to HBO Max or something like that. Universal to Peacock. They should do this deal in a heartbeat.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent, dude. Imagine having that. Like, like, and like, uh, Netflix has most of them. I would say. They have a lot of them. I think they must have some type of deal with A24. Oh, killing the
1: Sacred Deer. Killing the Sacred Deer.
0: Un- uh, unrewatchable. But still, d- pretty good movie. Uh So that's going to do it for our spoiler-free section. Okay? I do want to jump to about f- five, ten minutes. Oh, 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 yeah. Excuse me. So let's go into scores. Let's go into scores, you folks. What do you give Everything Everywhere all at once?
1: I talked about the beginning, a little aggravating. I will say the ending climax, not just because the not the big one-on-one I wanted to see, but the ending was drawn out big time. Like I literally looked at my watch; it was it was big, drawn out. Um, and also, just like the first half of the movie, just like they they really did exposition on this, trying to set up the rules didn't kick in, and it really was struggling at my point to try to set it up. When at the end of the day, by the end of the movie, the rules don't matter. You're not going to remember the rules. Like I barely remember them, but the movie is absolute banger. So I think they should have just ditched a lot of that. Try to just do like what Adam project did. Just stupid rules. Like kind of just, I don't know, just like kind of just say it quickly and then you forget about it. So even with that, this still is a banger. 92 out of 100.
0: 92. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going 95. I'm going ninety five, I loved it. I do think, I, I agree with you. It took a little bit of time to kick in, but when it did kick in, it really didn't let up. Hit you on all the emotional senses. Michelle Yeoh putting this team on her back, supporting casts are great. We would even bring up uh, James Hong, Balls of Fury fame. He is great in this movie too. And seeing him get Santa Lyman. Claus, yes, yeah, Santa Claus. Yeah, so seeing him this, like
1: this is where I leave you. Santa Claus is in this.
0: What are you talking about? This is where I oh this is I think you should leave.
1: I think you should leave. This is where I leave you. It's not that. Oh, sorry. You always do I, that. I leave.
0: You always do that. I'm like, dude, I'm, i every time you say that, I'm like, wait, are you talking about the Jason Bateman movie with Adam Driver right now and Tina Fey? <laughs> like I never know what you're talking sorry. about. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I but I think you should leave. I think you should leave Santa Claus is in this movie.
0: Yes, comedic legend, James Hong. Comedic legend. And uh Jamie Lee Curtis, we didn't really bring up too. I think also has a great supporting performance here. Agreed?
1: Agreed. Agreed.
0: Uh, Yeah, we'll dive into her a little bit more with the spoiler section, I guess. But that's going to do it for the spoiler-free review of Everything Everywhere All at Once. So, spoiler time. Ricky Flicks uh, for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I figured this is going to be an exciting conversation just because of the multitude of different universes we saw. We talked about uh the creativeness of Daniels here and uh kind of we got to see their mind at work and what kind of oddballs these two, this pairing truly is. So uh I guess leading off here, Ricky Flex, I guess what were your favorite universes that you saw? What grabbed your attention and uh yeah enlighten us.
1: So uh, let's see Matrix clear. That was with the bullets, saw that coming a mile away. That was pretty obvious. I guess Pixar, Ratatouille, you saw the Pixar. Oh,
0: Raccoonatouille?
1: Yeah, Raccoonatouille. Raccoonatouille? Yeah. Um, that bit got a little old, though, by the end. I was like, okay, yeah, it's getting a little, little tired. Yeah, I agree. I I completely agree. But, yeah, I think those are, like, the two prominent ones. I'm, no superheroes. Yeah. Um, I didn't like you saw a cra- like, I don't know. I don't think there's like, what, do you, what what about you? like So I, I had a
0: couple that I really enjoyed. I for one, I love the universe where she becomes uh, a famous like martial artist and actress. And uh,
1: oh, you're talking about that.
0: Well, yeah, like different universes that, that I thought you're talking place about here.
1: I thought you're talking about like references.
0: Oh, Oh! no, no no. I was, no, no. I was talking more about the places we saw these actors go within it. the movie and like you saw how big the scale was. But I think it was actually when she was a singer. Now that I'm thinking about it. It's when she runs into Raymond and they're not married.
1: Oh, the actress uh, one.
0: Yes, is either that one whether she's singing or no, she's an actress. Actress. Okay. So when she runs into Raymond, who's wearing a suit, and they're not married at this time, but also I love that idea of inevitability. Like she always is going to end up with Raymond at some point, no matter what universe she is in. And I like the um, I like seeing this person, this side of Raymond. Actually, uh, the so seeing. Basically, a whole different side. Like, he still has that positive perspective, but he's much more suave. He's smooth. He's well spoken compared to like the bumbling buffoon he appears in the original universe of the film. So, I really enjoyed that one. And I got to admit, I really did like you talked about earlier in this episode. Like, you almost felt like you were watching a nature documentary. The scene where they become rocks, I think, is pretty awesome. And it has insane comic relief in it.
1: That was hilarious. That was very funny. The, like obviously we're living in an era of closed captioning very popular it almost was a little too much there was a whole paragraph on the page like on the screen that was kind of a lot but other than that i do think that was very clever than the googly eyes that was very fun that was i think besides the movie theater uh movie star one like that one i totally agree with you on all your accounts like i think um the husband that like, that really showed his acting chops there and then the meaning of the movie oh, yeah. was behind that universe i would say besides reality but the rock one really showed the film like this film is like a huge achievement because it really connected you on an emotional level with rocks
0: it, it just showed you like it gave you like the inner workings of daniel's mind here Right. it's seeing like, okay, let's let's, how weird can we push this? And there was a lot of weird universe uh, universes introduced. But metaphorically, this one works so well where this daughter is being pushed by her mother. She ends up falling off the cliff. Right. She's entering this depressing state. She doesn't know if there's any way to view the world positively. But even when her daughter's falling, she's going to fall with her. Right. No matter what, they're going to be together. Metaphorically, I think it works so well, as well as adding that comic relief and you see as that third act is unfolding and you see Michelle Yeoh's character uh, her helping all these different people and like giving them happiness and her inching closer when they go when they shift to you talk about the fine editing of this film when they go through these different uh, interactions with these people that she's touching and then they go to like this Nat Geo type of setting uh, with the rocks and she's inching closer and closer and the daughter's like inching away. It was really touching for a scene where there is no human life. There is nothing but rocks. So that was spectacular. I loved it. And um, I guess one of my favorite scenes, it's not a universe, but when she first is able to encounter her skills as a martial artist. And we know mm-hmm. that's like what we're building up to, Crashing Tiger, Hidden Dragon, right? You know, like there's going to be a scene where she's like doing Kung Fu. And when that finally comes, uh, I mean, the, the whole audience is like buzzing at that point because this is the scene they've been waiting for. It's what Michelle Yeoh is most well-known and well-renowned for. So that was awesome. And we talked about how special those combat skills were in the spoiler-free review. Any other ones you wanted to point out?
1: I think the one besides the rock universe that everyone's talking about, is the hot dogs, hot dogs for fingers. I think at first it was very funny when she got the hot dogs for fingers in reality. And then it was funny when they go into the universe and then it was even funnier when it's Jamie Lee Curtis and her have a relationship in that universe. But then just like this movie, a lot like towards the end, overdone a lot of these jokes and universes were very much overdone, drawn out, I think that was an issue with the movie—a little too drawn out, too much like. Obviously, the jokes ended up being meaningful, which was great. But then it's like almost too meaningful, where it's like, all right, let's just wrap this up here. We get the point. So, but the hot dogs—you like you like that or no? I hated it.
0: <laughs> I hated it. Well, I, I don't want to say that's way too harsh, way too brash, and I apologize for saying that. But I think. As this movie was like trying to tell you how like this multi this multiverse works, it was way too quick to jump to that universe. If you want to add in some comedic relief, have one scene there, sure. But I think Daniels was trying to make a point, like they can create any type of universe and make a compelling story out of it. And seeing that with Jamie Lee Curtis and them using their toes and stuff, but then they also show like the actors like using their hands and putting ketchup and mustard on it and licking them. So it was a little much. I thought it was too early in the movie to be doing that crap. But I did lose it when you had, like, the apes at the beginning, right? The primates with the fingers slapping each other with the hot dog hands. That was one of the funniest moments. That of was me. really good. And Like, the, the comedy in this movie was, I mean, it's I think it's going to be severely underrated just because everyone's going to talk about, like, the this and they're going to talk about the fight sequences and Michelle Yeoh's performance. But, like, the fanny pack scene that uh, we mentioned earlier – Uh, with raymond's character i i the part i was talking about i was dying laughing i'll provide a little more insight it's the security comes raymond snaps into his like alpha raymond mode he starts absolutely wheeling and dealing with this fanny pack as a fanny pack enthusiast myself i love to see it and then also when he beats them up and then all of a sudden he takes a couple shots he's down he snaps back into alpha raymond and then the guy who's facing him just goes Oh, And then he hits him in the face and then he keeps going after him. i I, That's when I couldn't stop laughing because the delivery was so on point from that supporting member.
1: I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, and that, again, that was like the first, that was the intro to the action sequences and like this weird connecting to the multi-universes, other universes to get your powers. And then what's the next scene that we get? The next action scene? It's Jamie Lee Curtis becoming a WWE superstar. Mm-hmm. So that was very cool. And like she's <laughs> that was she, awesome. And like she's doing all like the chair tricks. Oh, she's going for the knee break back breaker, Like oh. a lot of those jokes, but also like it worked really well. So those are the parts like where this movie was just humming along, you know, like it it was in its groove and not like overdone at all yet.
0: You feel like anything was possible. Like like when she's fighting, she's not gathering skills from just being a martial like a a martial artist in another universe. She's also she's a sign wielder in another universe in front of a, like a store who's like just twirling. Like- yes. Twirling the signs, and she's able to utilize that skill in combat, and that they're going back and forth. The editing, dude, I swear to God, you're right. It should be nominated for an Oscar. It's so good. And they go back and forth from universes, (laughs) and it's so clear that how she's utilizing these different powers and abilities.
1: It's amazing. Fire. Fire. Like, like, it sucks, as in it came out in April, and the Oscars aren't until obviously they won't be eligible for another year. But it's like that, the acting, you could say. Original screenplay, unbelievable on all fronts for this movie. Um, crap, I was gonna say something else. Oh, yeah, right, right, with the wheel, the spin, the spin guy, the sign. They had to, like, after watching NFL Sundays and watching these progressive commercials, yeah, they had to take it from that now. <laughs> yeah
0: dude, i mean like those those things are kind of popular in pop culture right now It's just like yeah. those kind of people like you see them in commercials all the time you got like that, that the blow up that's usually in front of like like yes. the you know what i'm talking about the gummy yes. looking guy who's like kept a crazy hand doing whatever like ooh, yeah exactly so i think they were these guys are literally capable of anything and that's why like i would love to see another multiverse movie from daniel's but i don't think They're going to want to go to this again, you know? That's why I think the possibility of a sequel, there's like so many endless possibilities with this concept. And that's why these superhero uh, franchises are drooling over it because these franchises don't have to end anytime soon. And now with these types of movies, like do you think we're going to get more multiverse movies, not just from Daniels, but other types of filmmakers now?
1: I'm not sure. But one thing I want to say before I start with that is that I don't want to see a sequel at all. Like let this breathe, let this be its own masterpiece in itself. Origin movie. I don't want, I just want it to be a solo one and done. And I want to see them like venture out and do other things. The Daniels, right? Yep. Jordan Peele, get out right people were asking for sequel people no one and dawn this is different but it's not comic books like but what a-
0: do you want to see like let's say okay fine not the same characters do you think you would want another multiverse movie because like technically anything's a part of the multiverse
1: right when you're in the it multiverse. would have to be so drastically you, different like
0: a different story but in the multiverse you know i could see that like potentially happening they could take any ideas, you know. It's crazy how the, the, the potential for a type of movie like this. This is
1: where people like you is where we get sick of things. The multiverse idea. I'm already getting sick of it from the MCU. This is like a nice refresher. Rick doesn't have to be don't comic don't
0: book. don't do that You're saying s- I'm you the are villain. the people.
1: You are Dude,
0: the people. I you don't want to see Daniels make another movie about the multiverse. Doesn't have to be star Michelle, yo.
1: It could it be someone be else. Completely different. Like not even right. connected to this movie at all. And it has to be unique. Like, it, like I don't know how you do that. Like uh, the same person. Think of a different multiverse. No.
0: It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But it's, gonna um, be tough. It, it's not going to happen. I I just, just want to see more from these directors. And I feel like after this movie, the creativeness, it almost has like a vibe of like they're gaining momentum right now. Incredible debut, the follow-up. Like, if this came out during awards season, it'd be getting so much hype, dude. It'd be getting a lot of hype. A24, A24 backing. It just makes me think of like the, you brought up, like Jordan Peele is now in my head. Like, the creativeness of Jordan Peele and that original screenplay he had, you have the original screenplay from Daniels here. I mean, and they're like both young ish directors. Jordan Peele's young ish. This- Daniels are young. So yeah. seeing that what they're capable of and like the hype surrounding them, like I can't wait for that disgusting film tweet saying the next like whatever project that they have brewing yeah. up. And,
1: and again, yeah. like just to I guess this would be my last point here with the creative aspect here. I don't want to overblow it like this movie did a little bit. But this movie, the majority of the time was in the most boring setting in the world, an IRS tax office. And Yes, yes, Richard. great point. And this movie was awesome. So they made this, the editing, the actual storytelling, everything inside an IRS tax office.
0: And with Incredible. a boring main character, they are yeah. truly testing like their abilities. How can we make a soul setting of an t- IRS tax office into it's, the most electric movie of 2022? It's the,
1: it's the most ironic movie of the year. <laughs> new yes. depot new Deepa, new depot yes
0: it's gonna win multiple Deepas when we do this uh, award show next week any final comments on everything everywhere all at once before we wrap up this review
1: i guess just one last thing i would comment on is that i didn't like okay. understand necessarily everything um in this movie no pun intended there the bagel i get it Ooh, cringy stupid that was stupid. too much too much I didn't want to say it as a critique in the spoiler-free, but the bagel way too quickly talked about when you didn't understand everything going on when Joy Villain was the no, Joy Villain, by the way. I didn't want to spoil this in the spoiler free. Joy is a villain. The daughter, Electric, as a villain. She was awesome. Looking forward to what she's doing next. But um, back to the bagel. Like they put that they knew everything. The, all the rules weren't even set yet, and they just tossed the bagel idea actually that was like a big like what is going on here obviously you figure it out very quickly but it's like still it's like getting away like with a said. little too much we're like yeah, giving them like, a
0: little too much yeah, credit, let's get back
1: know? to the basics a little bit here even though we're going ten thousand 000 bc
0: it just makes me think, like, were they just like brains having these brainstorming sessions together, and then like they had it at breakfast. There, someone was eating a bagel, and they said, "Okay, here we go." Were Everything. They, were they having a barbecue later that day, and like, okay, we got hot dog world. Okay, we're all set, right? Like, just raccoon,
1: sabachi. Me- yeah,
0: yeah. raccoonatui. That was a little much, but uh, first off, that was funny. That first scene was spectacularly funny. <laughs> well, um, that's gonna do it for episode eighty-six of the Drive In Podcast. Okay. Uh, Make sure you're tuning into us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud. We're available on every listening platform, so make sure you follow us. Also, make sure you stick around this week for a Wednesday drop of the best baseball movie. uh, Best baseball movies draft. Our top billing segment for this week will be a separate episode, along with our Moon Knight episode three recap dropping Thursday. Ricky Flicks, comment here.
1: Have an idea for the next review.
0: Ooh,
1: next Tuesday. So obviously, Ambulance came out Boy Jake G this past weekend. I don't know if we're gonna watch it here. Maybe we do a poll on this, but I was thinking April 19th is when our next episode review episode comes out. Batman watch along the Bat the Batman redo that review via streaming. See if it lives up to the same like score we gave not in the movie theater
0: maybe we should do a watch along for the batman ricky
1: it's a three-hour movie i ricky, don't think that's ricky, uh, ricky. what
0: we do with we did thor ragnarok remember that watch along i remember okay maybe we contact mark and we do a little watch along ricky
1: we'll see we'll see ricky that would
0: be awesome Let's so we'll talk about it off 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 recording here and then uh, we'll, we'll let the audience know. But I I would not be opposed to talking about the Batman a little bit more. I can't believe we're getting it a week from Monday. Today. Week from Monday. Or, mo-
1: yeah, Monday, Monday. Sorry. All
0: right. Uh, well, that's going to do it for episode 86 of The Drive-In. Until next time,
1: we will smell you.